Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And you can find our podcast Instagram at Happy and Single. And today is episode 53. The title of this episode is Don't Get So Busy That You Forget to Take Care of Yourself. I want you guys to imagine that you had a Ferrari. And you loved this Ferrari. It was amazing. And you drove it everywhere. You know, you, you drove it everywhere. You used it for everything. And you were super, super happy. But you were so busy with this Ferrari that you forgot some of the little things. Like, you know, changing the oil every how often you have to change a Ferrari's oil. Or, you know, some of those other type of things. Well, after a while of not taking care of the Ferrari... You would have some major, major problems. And guys, that's the way it is with us. So recently, oh, probably about 10 days ago, I maybe almost almost two weeks ago, I started coming down with something. And I wasn't able to get anything done. I mean, I up until a few days ago, I, I wasn't doing anything. Now I'm I'm quite a bit better now, so don't don't worry about that. But I'm, it was interesting because there, there's a quote by a, a religious leader of mine named Dieter F. Uchtdorf that says, don't wear busyness as a badge of honor. Or it basically says, you know, that people go around sometimes doing that. And guys, that's what I was doing. I've, I've prided myself for a little bit on keeping, the, keeping track of these w- weekly sheets that I do every single day. And I was bragging about it. I was like, oh, wow, I haven't missed a day in, a, in like three months. Well, the funny part about that sheet is there really weren't that many things on there that were game changers. They were tiny, tiny things that needed to be done every day. That was it. And quite a few of them weren't really making that much of a dent in my life. And so over the past week, when I wasn't able to do hardly anything, I didn't. I, I basically threw out that list, and I realized how much of the list didn't matter. I also realized how much of that list, when I was going around just being so busy, was just keeping me busy. It was just like, oh, cool, well, I'm showing up on this thing for you know, 21 minutes a day, so I'm doing really good. The thing that it prevents is it prevents me from being able to listen to the things that the Spirit wants to tell me. You know, and if the Spirit wants to tell me, hey, Joseph, take this action, this is going to really help you out. This is the best thing for you to do with your time. But I was so busy with this giant list that Heavenly Father wasn't really getting through to me. And so finally, he's like, all right, well, if you're not going to listen to me, then you're going to listen to me. <laughs> and, and that's really how it is, guys. Like, that's, that is totally how it is. If we don't take the time to listen now, we're going to be forced to listen. That's just the way it goes. Because Heavenly Father has so many amazing messages that he wants to share with you that sometimes he's got to put us on the sidelines for a bit. 
you know, I'm, I'm almost picturing, you know, a player on the, on a you know, sporting field, like for example, football, just running around and running around and running around and not really getting anywhere, not running the plays the coach is sending in, just kind of, no, 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 coach, I, I got this, I got this, I, I'm just doing my, I'm doing it my way, and that's what I'm going to do. You know, for whatever reason, that, that saga, I think it's from Laverne and Shirley, we'll do it my way, my way, we'll do it my way and make our dreams come true. I don't know how much truth there is to that song. Because in the end, the way that Heavenly Father is guiding and directing us really is the way that's going to make us the happiest. We might not see it in the moment, but the whole my way, my way is going to make my dreams come true, it's not. Interestingly enough, when we start, like I was given a couple different actions to take specifically from Heavenly Father when I wasn't doing these massive lists. Because I, I look at it as if I've got so much stuff in my mind that he can't get through, that's a waste. You know, that's just, that's just a waste. And so that's what I was doing. But once I took that list off, I had a couple things that came to me and one of them actually worked out really, really well. What if it's that way for each of us? What if Heavenly Father is trying so hard to get through to you and to share with you what he wants you to learn from the Spirit? What is the message that he's trying to get through to you now? Are you going to listen or are you going to have to wait until you're sick? Are you going to have to wait until you're you know, all, all beat up and all worn out. Well, funny enough, it, it doesn't take, I mean, I think every single one of us, like we go, <laughs> there's no judgment in any of this because we think we actually know what we're doing, but we don't take the time to ask. We don't take the time to ask Heavenly Father and say, oh, this is what I'm going to do. It was like, even tonight, I was thinking that I was going to watch a movie before I was going to, there, there was a you know, movie that's been on my mind for the past couple of days. It's a really inspirational movie, amazing movie, and has a really cool story in it. And I was thinking, oh man, I'm going to watch that tonight. Well, then I was sitting down reading my scriptures and I realized, oh my goodness, because uh, I haven't felt well most of this week. So it's like, you don't have a podcast and it has to be done like now. <laughs> And then I realized, okay, cool. Well, am I going to listen to that? Or am I going to listen to the thing that I, I thought I was supposed to do? Because I know I have to have a podcast up. I know there's people you know, that are waiting to listen to that. And I, that's just something that I consistently do, that I love to do. Because in these podcasts, I learn, and I have learned so much over these past, this past week. Um, we'll see how much of it shows up in this podcast, but we learn so much when we're on the sidelines, guys, because part of us really, really wants to be out there, you know, and even yesterday was kind of mostly the tail end of being sick. And I just, I, I couldn't do it. Today's Saturday and I, and yesterday was Friday and I wasn't up for it. And I could barely get through a few different calls that I had throughout the week. But when we're down, we start realizing how many things we really want to do. 
and we start getting a little bit more focused. But guys, if you're not taking the time to listen, and if you're not taking the time to take care of yourself, like, you know, part of that was even bragging about staying up so late and, you know, playing the guitar and getting everything else done on my list. Because, well, I've got, I had way too many things on my list that I had to get done. And now I've cut those down, like quite simply, I'll just you know, share with you guys to, you know, reading my scriptures, the, the Book of Mormon specifically for me for a certain amount of time every day. And then doing the morning pages, which are part of Julia Cameron's work, The Artist's Way, which we'll see if that comes up today, but has been amazing lately. And then, you know, showing up each day and doing my 21 minutes of guitar. But that's it. Like, that's, that's, my, bit, that's my stuff that I've got to get done every day. But before I had so much stuff that I was trying to get done, I was, I was trying to accomplish so much. And I, I love the story. It's in the Book of Mormon. And Prophet Nephi is building a boat, which is pretty amazing because he'd never done that before. But he was only focusing on building on one boat at a time. Well, he only built one boat. So he was only focused on building that boat. And for myself, I was stretching myself so thin, it was like I was building a million boats. And all I was doing was adding like a single plank or a single piece of wood onto the boat. And it wasn't doing anything. It wasn't really making that much of a difference. And it, and it did, but at the same time, like my mind was so busy and there'd be times I was up till midnight and even later sometimes getting stuff done. Like our bodies can't, they can't take burning the candle at both ends for so long. And so I chose to do those things every day. And so after a while, it just kind of caught up to me. And then I chose to be down for, you know, nearly like because today's really the first day I felt good. And so it's been like 10 days that I've been just out. And I'm, and I'm not even at 100% today. I'm just significantly better than I have been. Well, maybe if I would have spent more time in each of those days, and especially time listening to what Heavenly Father was trying to get me to do, instead of telling him, no, 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 this is the stuff that I have to do. This is the important stuff. He's finally like, okay, Joseph, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, we have such a loving Heavenly Father that really cares about us and desires our good. And there's such a joy and there's such a peace in that. Are you guys taking care of yourselves? Are you? I came across this gorgeous scripture in, in the book, the Book of Mormon. It's on page 164, and it's verse, it's uh, Mosiah chapter 8, verse 20. And if you don't know where that's at, feel free to message me and I can help you find it. But the last part of this verse is really awesome. It says, Oh, how marvelous are the works of the Lord, and how long doth he suffer with his people? Yea, and how blind and impenetrable are the understandings of the children of men. And this is the part that really got me here at the end. For they will not seek wisdom, neither do they desire that she, being wisdom, that was, a, it's a feminine noun in the Hebrew and the Greek, was, uh, that's what it's addressing there. So it says she should, 
that, or that she should rule over them. So they didn't, I'm going to read it again. This is what it says. For they will not seek wisdom, neither do they desire that she should rule over them. Wow. That was just, that was just mind-blowing for me to see. We're not seeking wisdom, nor do we desire that it rules over us. We want to be the ones that walk in and say, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. I have it all together, even when we don't have any idea. But it was saying, even back then, this was roughly, let's see here. This was roughly like 100, 121 BC. So this was, you know, many, many years ago. But the part of that that strikes me is even back then, they didn't want to take the time to listen to wisdom. There's another scripture that says, Oh, be wise. What can I say more? Well, they're talking so much about wisdom. And this is what I'm truly noticing. In the scriptures, it's amazing. They were saying, guys, we have this. We, we have this wisdom that comes from God through the Spirit. Every single one of us. And most people that have made it pretty far in their lives, they talk about this. But even back then, they didn't want to believe it. They didn't want... They didn't want somebody telling them what to do. I mean, how many of us like that? We don't. Hardly anybody likes being told what to do, myself definitely included. But when we allow ourselves to be guided, kind of like it talks about in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. All thy ways, acknowledge him. He shall direct thy paths. But we've got to trust and we've got to not lean into our own understanding. We can always ask the Spirit for clarification of whatever we feel. And if you think that God is consistently guiding you and saying, hey, you need to get more done, you need to get more done, you need to get more done, Oftentimes, we're listening to the wrong voice. God doesn't speak in vagueness. He speaks often in very, very direct, especially when we ask, when we ask specific questions. You know, one of the things that I've... I started studying this other book by Julia Cameron called It's Never Too Late to Begin Again. I'm only 37, yet I, I feel plenty of times in my life that I'm, that I'm late. And this is a part from that book that says, let me find it here. It says, for many of us, the idea that we have a direct line to the creator seems to be too good to be true. We have been taught that we need a, a third party, a minister, rabbi, or priest, someone trained in spiritual matters in order to contact the higher power. It is my experience that every one of us can directly contact the creator. All it takes is the willingness to try. So she goes on to say in her morning pages, which if you guys have you know, talked, heard, heard me talk about that plenty, but the gist of it, you wake up in the morning and you write three pages longhand. So like three full pages longhand. I know that sounds like a lot, 
But guys, that's been one of the best things that I've ever started doing. And she says, I simply ask, please guide me. And then I listen and write down what I hear. The voice of guidance is calm, gentle, and simple. I am told not to panic, that I am well and carefully led, that I am on track, and that there is no error in my path. I may be be given a further directive. Try blank. When I do try blank, I am rewarded for my faith with tangible results. When I demonstrate my trust in my inner wisdom through action, my inner skepticism diminishes. And that's on page 14 of the book that I mentioned. That's the uh, bottom two paragraphs bleeding over a little bit onto the next page. Like, wow, that opened up so much for me. Because this is like the, the original artist's way was written like, I don't know, 25, 30 something years ago. So it was the younger version of Julia Cameron. Whereas this one was written, this book was written probably five or six years ago, thereabouts. I think it's about five years ago. And what she says here, so in the first artist way, she talks about how the morning pages are basically windshield wipers to clean off the sludge of life. So you just write all the stuff kind of going through your head and what you'd like to create and this and that type of stuff. But in here, she says, I simply ask, please guide me. And then I listen and write down what I hear. The voice of guidance is calm, gentle, and simple. Guys, how often do we think the the voice of God has to be harsh? Oftentimes, that's not the voice of God. That's actually the voice of the adversary. I am told not to panic, that I am well and carefully led. When you think about any time that in the scriptures that anybody meets an angel, the first thing out of the the first words out of their mouth are what? Fear not. Well, I mean, I'd probably freak out if I saw an angel too, and he's like, "Hey, fear not. I'm okay." Like, I, I think that's powerful. And so he tells us not to panic. That that I am well and carefully led. That I am on track, and that there's no error in my path. I may be given a further directive to try blank, and when I do try blank, I am rewarded for my faith with tangible results. Guys, I have seen that. I have truly seen that in my life of experiencing that. I don't know if you guys know this, but most of what I talk about on here is simply just to get you guys in tune with the Spirit, with this still small voice inside of each of you that really does tell you all the time what to do when we let it. And sometimes we're so busy, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm watching this movie today. And it's like, okay, cool. But did you forget about this? Oh, I did forget about this. (laughs) Heavenly Father wants you guys to be happy. And the Spirit will lead you to that happiness if you allow it to. But so often, as, as I read that in the Book of Mormon, people don't allow themselves to, and they don't want to. They think that it's going to take away from their fun. When we trust that spirit, I, I know, at least for myself, it's given me far more amazing experiences than have ever come from not trusting it. And it doesn't, like, it doesn't always look right to us, but it feels right. It's like, oh, I don't want to do that. But then we're like, oh, I can do that. I got this. There's, there's this other part in here I really, really want to, uh, I really want to share. Actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on and read a little bit more of this. I don't normally do this, but whatever. So this book is about, for, it's really for retirees. And, you know, I, I know I've got listeners of all ages. So this 
but I think this is really going to relate to people because so many people are waiting to take a rest. They're waiting to take care of themselves. They're waiting until the perfect time. Well, so here she says, many people look forward to retirement, anticipating one long vacation. In their imagination, retirement is the time when they will finally pursue what might be called forbidden joys. When I'm retired, I'll let myself breed puppies, Agnes told herself. But when she did retire, she found countless reasons not to pursue her dream. When I retire, I'll pursue acting, Howard daydreamed. But when he retired from his long career as a school principal, he found himself unexpectedly unwilling to be a beginner. He was used to be a certain amount of respect and dignity. I'll look like a fool, he caught himself thinking, and so the dream of acting remained a dream. That right there, I'll look like a fool, that's the adversary. Call it whatever you want, but that's, that's the adversary's voice. He just tries to make you think it's your voice. And, and so the, act, the dream of acting remained a dream. James dreamed that when he retired, he would live aboard a sailboat traveling port to port. A widower, he did manage to sell the family house and purchase the sailboat. But instead of sailing port to port, he kept his boat safely docked. Instead, pursuing adventure between the covers of mystery books. Doing morning pages, we face down our inner skeptic. But we still must face down the skepticism of those around us. You know, and, and I look at that as even, you know, I've, I've been told by people to take our, by religious leaders of mine, to take our fears and take everything to God. And I've really begun to look at those morning pages of the communication with God and just saying, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm worried about. This is what I'm scared about. I mean, it's actually opened up a different level of um, experiences, honestly. Like it has just been, wow. I, I, can't, I can't, can't recommend that enough. Just being like putting everything out there and saying, this is what I'm scared of. This is what I'm afraid of. Please guide me. Please help me. Like we have this amazing source that is so available to help us. And the funny thing is, in our moment of need, I think most people are willing to call on God. They say there's no atheist in foxholes. Well, yeah, when we're when we're too busy running around and like and we have to take a rest, we don't. Like when when we have to take that rest, when people we know start getting really sick. Then we call on God. Until then, it's just like, you know, regardless of what you believe. I mean, I'm, I'm talking even people of a lot of faith. There's plenty of times they don't even call on God. Because, I don't know, like, that's, just, that's just sometimes what we do. And there's no judgment in that. I don't, I don't think any of us realize how powerful you know, the Heavenly Father really is. I, I know that sounds funny saying God is powerful, but but I don't know if we really realize, guys. It's not until we get sick that we're like, oh, wait, I'm missing something? I, I thought I was doing really, really good. I mean, like I said, with even being sick, all I was doing was running around a track. I was getting a little bit of exercise, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. Whereas the, the inspirations and things that he can give you, if you will just listen, are incredible. You know, and, and there's so many, like, you can take very specific questions to morning pages. And if you want to start out with just a page, that's fine. You want to start out with just a paragraph, that's fine. I got to tell you guys, I was first told about doing something similar. Like, it was basically writing down my prayers and having God answer. And it was done in a different form, not like I'm doing now. But that was probably 
15 years ago, maybe more. Guys, people that are older than us, a lot of times do know what they're talking about. And anytime you get a source of wisdom or a source of inspiration, like take it, take it to Heavenly Father and ask and say, hey, is this for me? And if it, if it is, awesome. And if it's not, awesome. But like I said, this voice, of the, this voice of the adversary just comes in and messes with us and makes us think that it's our own voice. So this other part, he said, you know, like I was reading the part about the, oh, I read the part about the sailor. So doing morning pages, we face down our inner skeptic. Like I said, that's just getting all the thinking out of our head that often is put in, planted by the adversary. But we still must face down the skepticism of those around us. Skepticism is born of fear. Well-meaning others focus on our fears and not on the joys our fulfilled dreams may bring. Guys, when we're... Heavenly Father wants us to focus on our faith. He wants us to focus on what we want to create and what we want to accomplish. And the adversary would have you focus on your fears. And he'll get us so busy running around, doing all kinds of things, worrying, oh my goodness, am I going to have the money to do this? Am I going to have this? You know, and funny enough, when God directs you to do something, he, he will provide a way. There's a really cool promise. It's actually in, it's also in the Book of Mormon in 1 Nephi 3.7. And it says like, well, I mean, the gist of it is the Lord will always provide, he, he will not give you a commandment, which is any command that Heavenly Father gives you. It might be simply to, you know, write an article or write a book or write a paragraph or call somebody, but he will always provide a way for you to accomplish that thing. That, that's the rule. And that's, that's what I've really seen. When God says, hey, Joseph, I want you to go do this, he provides the means. And sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, how, how am I ever going to make a way to do that? Well, he provides the way. We just have to trust more. All of us, myself definitely included, guys. That is, that is not a shot at anybody listening. This other part in the book that I want to read says, For many retirees, what stands between them and experiencing their forbidden joys is the fear of looking foolhardy. Many of them have friends who are skeptical about their adventures. These friends have their second thoughts for them. Raising puppies? That's so messy and such a lot of work. And what if you don't sell the puppies? Then what? Acting? Consider the competition you'll face. Leaving aboard a sailboat? It sounds dangerous. Everybody will have their idea of what they want you to do with your life. Many people have had their ideas of what they've wanted me to do with my life. Many people have thought that I, I have definitely lived the road less traveled. And in that road, I have been pro provided enough to basically survive. I mean, there's been times that have been a little bit better, but you know, for the most part, Heavenly Father's just kind of got me along. And that's okay. Because I wasn't really listening. And, and I'm still, I'm, I'm learning to listen. You know, I have worked with some wonderful and amazing people. But I think I used to think I was doing it. All I do now is help people to listen to this. I mean, there's more to that also, but... If that's all you guys get from this is how to listen to the spirit and act, guys, this podcast will be well worth its weight in gold because that is the most important thing that you could ever learn. And so we, when we take care of ourselves, well, 
The other part of that is oftentimes the Spirit actually is telling us to take care of ourselves. It's just us that aren't listening. We're just like, nah, I'm not doing that. That's not happening. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to exercise. I've got stuff to do. I've got important stuff to do. Whatever you're being inspired to do, just do it, guys. Really. Like it is, and so many times we're going to have that thought of just, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know how to do this. What am I doing? There's a quote in this book that I just love, and it says, What most of us really need is a believing mirror. Someone who will champion our adventures. Raising puppies? That sounds like fun. Acting? I've always thought you had a flair for drama. Living aboard a sailboat? A sailboat? <laughs> ship, ship ahoy. Like, I love that part. We need a believing mirror that says, you got this. So one of those things that you can use is a coach. Like a coach is, can be an amazing believing mirror to see who you really are and to see past what you can't. Another thing is an accountability partner. That's a free thing where you just find another person that has the same type of beliefs and everything that you do, or not, not necessarily like even spiritual beliefs, but just like has a belief in themselves and has a belief in you. I have an amazing, amazing accountability partner. You know, we've, we've worked together now for, I don't know, since last year. And it's just been, it's been amazing. You know, and, and, and she has helped me so much. And I know from what she said that I've helped her as well. Guys, there, there are so many ways for us to get stuff. A lot of times we're like, oh, I could never afford blank. I could never afford a coach. I could never afford an accountability partner. There's stuff out there. I'm telling you. Whatever it is that you feel like you need. Well, funny enough, like last week, my, this was probably like 10 days ago as I started just about to get sick. My coach is like, Joseph, like you, you, you really need to take a break. <laughs> I'm like, you know, she's like, why don't you just not do anything today? And I laughed and I'm like, you know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and funny enough, it actually happened for the better part of the week. Because people can see what we can't. Now, she also encouraged me, like, how can I be more receiving of the blessings that Heavenly Father is sending me? How can you be more believing of the blessings that Heavenly Father is sending you? How can you be more believing in what the Spirit is trying to tell you and inspire you to do? Guys, we've got to take care of ourselves in every sense of the word. Take care of ourselves physically. I mean, you know, even when, when we don't take care of our body, like, there's so many health problems that actually happen. Like, not everybody, but definitely somebody that exercises is going to have a less probability than somebody that doesn't of getting certain diseases. That's just the way it goes, guys. That's just that daily, or we, daily maintenance that is so important and it's so, like exercise is the gift that keeps on giving. It's like when you first go to the gym, you don't exactly love it, but you just kind of go in and get in the habit of going in and doing the exercise. Even just starting off with one push-up a day and then the next doing two and doing, some, and doing the same with sit-ups. You're going to be amazed at what happens in your life. But guys, if you don't take care of yourself, like I know you're busy, but you're going to... I've lost now 10 days 
and I don't even look at it as losing because I have gained so much in this past week. I mean, I have just, I have had so many realizations, so many very personal realizations that I, you know, many of that I won't share that have just taught me. And, you know, the way I kind of look at it is I was just running. And next to me, there was a person trying to run along and trying to tell me what they needed to tell me. And I wouldn't stop and listen. And so finally, they made me stop. They made me sit down and listen. And I'm so incredibly grateful for that. There's so many things that we just can't learn when we're just humming and like doing incredibly well in life. Because oftentimes we won't take the time to counsel the Spirit. As that scripture said, we won't, we won't take the time to look for, to, to listen to wisdom. Man, like that, that scripture can't, I mean, it sounds something very almost like, sto- like stoicism. Something that, you know, one of the great stoics would have said years ago. And it was so powerful because there's truth in that. Guys, I'm just going to ask you, where are you not taking care of yourself? You know, and the other thing coming up to me as I ask that question is some people aren't even, I know pl- there's plenty of people out there that are self-employed like myself. And a lot of times we're hesitant to ask for what it is we want. We're scared of, you know, whatever somebody's answer might be. But the worst they can say is no, guys. And you've got to take care of yourself in every way, financially, physically, socially, emotionally, spiritually. And I'm sure there's, you know, other ways too. And you're like, Joseph, that sounds like a lot. And it's like, yeah, well, just start doing what comes to your mind. I'm not saying to figure out all of them today. I'm just saying that balance is what's going to keep us healthy. If I'm not taking care of myself, I'm going to have a really hard time taking care of anyone else. And if you happen to be a single parent that's listening to this, you know, or somebody that has, you know, a lot of kids or, you know, whatever that just, cause I know there's plenty of people that listen to this that aren't even single. And, you know, you might even, you know, have, have a boy, a boyfriend or girlfriend or be married. You still got to take time for you. And you've got to figure out how to find it. I remember a conversation that I had with somebody where they said, well, the spirit keeps telling me to go basically on a walk or to go get out in nature for a little bit. And she kept telling the spirit like, hey, I don't have time. I'm telling you guys, if the spirit is telling you to do something, you do have time. And I'm sitting here laughing so hard because I'm thinking, and, and uh, if you think you don't have time, the Spirit will happily clear your schedule. <laughs> the, the past 10 days of my life has been pretty much, a, pretty much a cleared schedule, guys. It really has. But I just, I just want you guys to do that. Simply ask the question. What is it that you need to better take care of yourself? One tiny thing. Guys, by small and simple steps, your impossible becomes possible. That's it. 
And, and that I base that, that saying on a scripture that says, by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. I just kind of tweaked it to my own. I'm telling you, those little steps, they do make a difference. But especially when they're inspired. When, like we talked about with the morning pages, when we say, please guide me, and the Spirit says, hey, do try this. You will be rewarded just for trying that thing. And I know some people are thinking, there's no way it could be like that. Hey, just, just try it. You, you could even try it not right now. Just simply say, you know, say, Heavenly Father, please guide me. Please, or simply just please guide me. Please guide me to what I need to do. Please guide me to who I need to serve. Please guide me to what I need to try. Please guide me to what would make me happy. Please guide me to the next step to get me out of this horrible situation that I'm in. If that happens to be you. Please guide me to believe in myself. Please guide me to have faith in myself. Please guide me to care about myself again. Please guide me to see myself as so much better than I've ever seen myself in the past. I love a quote by my mentor, Michael Neal, that says, God does not think you suck. He thinks you are so amazing. He thinks you are so incredible. And he knows that you are so incredibly powerful. And so does the adversary. It's just a matter of which voice you're going to listen to. Because both of them are always talking. But the adversary's voice is a lot louder. I, I do. I liken it to a crazy leprechaun. A clever leprechaun, too. Like He just gets in our head and just totally messes with us. But guys, you are so much better than you could ever imagine. And there is a power in believing that about ourselves. There is a power in believing that we matter. Because Heavenly Father thinks that you matter. And He cares about you. And He loves you more than you could ever begin to imagine. And more than I could even come close to fathoming. For so much of my life, I have had a struggle with believing in myself. I know that might sound crazy for some people, but sometimes that the, the voice of the adversary is so incredibly loud. And worse, I believe it. But when I believe it, I stop doing the things that I'm meant to do. Every single one of you were meant to do th amazing and great things in this world. I don't know what they are. And it doesn't matter how big, it doesn't matter how small. You get to decide. And Heavenly Father will inspire and guide and direct you through the Spirit. And it will be, it will, your life will be so much more amazing than you could ever begin to imagine. Believe in yourself. Like I said with that believing mirror, if you have a dream to go become, insert whatever here, like I, I know for some people out there, myself sometimes included, like we look at some parts of the world that, you know, don't look to be doing very well. And we're like, well, <laughs> and I don't think this place is getting any better. I, I better stop doing the work I was meant to do. That's not good. That was just the adversary getting in our head and saying, hey, what's the point? What's the point if the world is already doing their thing? And they're making their choices and all the challenges and struggles are becoming greater in the world. What's the point? The point is because you were sent here to do amazing and great things. 
And if we listen to that voice, no matter what it is, and especially that last one of, you know, seeing the state of the world and some of the things happening right now, wow, that, that one kind of gets me sometimes. It's like, well, what does it matter? That, that anytime we ask ourselves, what does it matter? Not like, oh, what does it matter? I'm just going to go forward anyways, but eh, what does it matter? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. That, that's just not coming from the right voice, guys. So no matter what's coming through your head, if it leaves you feeling peace and joy, it comes from Heavenly Father. If it doesn't, it comes from the adversary. And I just want to, I want to tell you guys how amazing each of you really are and how you have such great things ahead of you. And no matter what excuse comes to your mind, still go forward anyways and just do it. Do what you're meant to do. And once again, I'll leave you with the same question I left a couple minutes ago, but what is the one tiny thing that you got to do to better take care of yourself? And then go do it. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning, at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then, that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.